Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome everyone. This is Louise Crooks, the Keys to Clarity Coach on Keys to Clarity Radio, also known as KTC Radio. I want to welcome everyone. Um, I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, this is uh, Keys to Clarity Radio for uh, healers, coaches, transformation artists, and spiritual seekers. And I'm a holistic business coach and visibility and list-building strategist for folks in the healing and well-being profession, as well as speaker, author, and of course, radio show host. And I'm all about helping you get the word out about what you do and sharing how you can attract your ideal clients into your community. You get to do it authentically while being prosperous and making a difference. I believe in spiritual alignment with all that you do in living this way we can live the lives we truly desire. I love online visibility as a way to help soul-driven business owners build their businesses, which is one of the reasons why Keys to Charity Radio was born at the beginning of 2008. So I can't believe we've been on the air for nearly six years now. Um, KTC Radio is here to support soul-driven business owners to success through spiritual, emotional, personal, and business growth, through the expertise of the most amazing guests and leading-edge discussions. Feel free to browse the archives to find recordings of the shows with guests the likes of Marsha Weeder, Abby Brown, Michael Port, Mary Allen, Michael Lozier, just to name a few. And of course, we'll be adding to that list today. Um, and I'll be telling you a little bit more about our guests in a moment. Just be sure to get the updates about what's coming up on the show as well as ways to increase your visibility and grow your community by visiting keystoclarity.com. All right. Before we jump into the show um, and get started, there are a couple of little important details I'd like to share with you. Um, feel free to tweet while listening and um, while listening to the show if you're feeling that you're hearing something interesting. Um, and uh, use the hashtag KTC Radio, KTC Radio. And if you want to direct people to the show, um, feel free to do that by using the URL, budurl.com forward slash cricket, and that's cricket with a K. All right, budurl.com forward slash cricket, cricket, I can't speak today. <laughs> With a K. All right. <laughs> um, we also have a chat room, chat room open. Um, so if you're on the web and you have um, access to your laptop and you can click on the little chat room link, feel free to go in there. And I recommend uh, getting a username from Blog Talk Radio because then you can, you can chat in the room and you can ask questions during the show and share your insights. Um, and it's much easier to do that when you have your own username. All right. So let's jump into the show today. I'm excited. So today our topic is focus on the finish line your way. And I just love this because it's a favorite um, uh, topic of mine as well. Um, for some of you who know me in the work that I do, um, even though I, I coach my clients around how to build their businesses from the foundation up um, and help them create visibility and get clients, 
I also, you know, run a 21-day program called 21 Days of Inspired Action, which really helps um, the people that I'm supporting to uh, achieve their goals in a, in a way that's really supportive to them and isn't in that cookie-cutter fashion that I know um, cricket is um, allergic to as much as I am. So <laughs> I'm excited to to um, hear from Cricket today. Um, Cricket Cody Harrison is our guest, and um, she's going to be talking to us about <coughs> how she identified uh, that traditional business systems and methods. Um, you know that many talented and innovative uh, individuals uh, found didn't work for them, and the harder they try to do that, the more they and their business shut down. So she knows that these people not only need permission to work in their own style, but also need help to create strategies and structures to support their unique working style. I so subscribe to that. So I'm really excited. Cricket um, wrote, uh, um, has written a book called Focus to the Finish Line, Five Steps to Follow Through and Finally Make Money. And um, I think it's going to be just the most fabulous book for everyone to have on their shelf, you know, to refer to and to be reading because, you know, I think this is where a lot of um, soul-driven business owners really struggle. You know, they've come out of a, a formal business environment um, and then they're working on their own and, um, you know, it's really, you know, putting things in place that are really going to support you to move forward and, and be accountable to yourself and, and know how to, how to um, feel inspired and move forward um, to accomplish the goal that you're going for. So today we'll be discussing how you can create strategies to help you be more productive and, and flow in a way that suits you. Um, I know I know Cricket doesn't subscribe to Cookie Cutter One Size Fits All method. She's she, she's going to share, you know, the procrastinated profile and how you can do things differently to suit who you are, and make sure that um, you're making good headway in your business. So I'm excited. Um, let me share a little bit about Cricket just so that you have a sense of who she is. It was just, uh, okay. Um, so Cricket um, is, I'll give you the formal intro and then I'll tell you a little bit about my connection with her. Um, Cricket Harrison is a professional speaker, trainer, business productivity coach, and the author of Focus to the Finish Line, Five Steps to Follow Through and Finally Make Money. She utilizes cutting-edge training, knowledge, and personal experience to help her clients maximize their potential by developing strategies for success based on individual learning styles. In addition, Cricket offers her clients additional support through her Smart Success Club online accountability program. So um, Cricket's been featured in Forbes Woman Online and interviewed by USA Today and she's always doing speaking engagements um, for different uh, organizations, for small businesses, networking groups, radio shows like this one, telesummits and national conferences. And uh, Cricket spent 12 years working with major corporations in international and internal communications and uh, small businesses and not-for-profit management teams. So she's got such a beautiful... Um, of experience she's bringing to the table. And uh, she's, um, you know, has a degree in, in psychology and organizational communication. 
she um, is a coach through certified through the International Coach Federation, the Coaches Training Institute, which is such a fabulous program, and the ADD Coach Academy, and um, has additional training through the Center for White Relationships um, and a couple of other places too. So Cricket's uh, really got it down and is able to share a lot of great information with us. And her strengths are in communication, planning, productivity, and performance. So you can learn more about Cricket at www.brightoutsidethebox.com. Brightoutsidethebox.com. All right. So, Cricket, welcome. Thank you, Louise. Wow, quite an introduction there. <laughs> I know, I need a swig of my water. Just hold on one second. <laughs> Getting all mealy-mouthed here. Um, so, I, I, what I just want to share with everyone is, um, that was the formal introduction, but Cricket and I met um, a few years ago at a Lisa Sasevich conference and um, or event, and um, I just loved the energy that, that Cricket um, had, and we had a special connection straight away, and we've been friends on Facebook ever since, and, and uh, connected uh, together in a mastermind group that we um, belong to, and it's just been a wonderful journey, seeing how both of us have been growing in the last few years, and, and uh, to be um, supporter, a supporter of Cricket, who is a wonderful coach, and um, has some fabulous things to share with us today, so I'm excited you're here, Cricket. Well, thank you for having me, and congratulations on six years. I didn't realize you'd been on the air that long. <laughs> That's great. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, time goes so fast, and uh, it's just been a, a wonderful ride, that's for sure. You know, it gives me a chance now to bring on you know, people that I think are really you know, going to offer something of real value to my community and, and you know, to be in a position to to pick and choose, in a sense, you know, who that is and, and uh, you know, just bring the best of the best to my, to my community. So I'm so excited that you're here. Oh, thank you. Um, honored to and be I'm among them. About, what's that? I said I'm honored to be among them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I'm excited about your book, um, Cricket. It's, um, I know that it's, it, you haven't published it yet. I know it's just about to, about to go out, so... For those who are listening to this later on, um, you know, we have a lot of people downloading these shows. Um, at a later date, you might find that uh, it will be out by then. But she's on the verge of publishing this book, and I'm, I'm just so excited about it. Um, again, the, the title of the book, just for everyone who's joining us, um, is Focus to the Finish Line, Five Steps to Follow Through and Finally Make Money. So I know you're going to be sharing some fabulous insights from that book and, and telling us how we can, you know, um, be more productive in our own unique ways today, Cricket. And I, I'd love to, sh- I'd love for you to share with me, you know, what, um, what, this, what made you decide to write this book? Sure, I'd be happy to, uh, because quite honestly, I was one of those people who probably said, "Oh, I'm never going to write a book." <laughs> Um, I'm not. I'm not a writer. I'm not a writer by nature. It's not the way I sit down and process information, and it's it's kind of funny because that's here what I'm. That's kind of what my book is teaching is to work the way you work, and here I'm kind of going against my own working style. But I really started to notice a pattern 
among clients, and it really didn't matter how they came into my door. Like it didn't matter if they mm-hmm. came in just to grow their business or for help with you know figuring out focus and concentration or memory. Um, I, I just started noticing patterns, and I just took the pieces of the puzzle and kind of started putting them together. And mm-hmm. that was one side of it. The other side of it was having the wonderful opportunity to work with some of these brilliant entrepreneurs Mm-hmm. Um, I was hearing about these wonderful ideas, and mm-hmm. nothing was happening. And I really started noticing that, you know, entrepreneurs were just wasting their time, their energy, and their money on so many mm-hmm. different things, and they didn't have an idea of how they worked. So how could they run their business when they didn't know how to run themselves? Yeah. You know, and we can, we're all guilty of having what I call shelf-help books, so if you buy the book, don't put it on your shelf and ignore it, right? We buy these great books, and if we do read them, we find that we try the plan and it doesn't work because it's somebody else's plan. So we're, we're forever mm-hmm. trying to latch onto somebody else's way instead of taking the time and the energy to figure out our own way. So we're always buying programs and we're always buying other things. Mm. And I just really started watching people and watching why they got frustrated. And so many coaches talk about, uh, and mentors all around talk about um, how to get you out of overwhelm. And I kind of had the, I'm kind of like the preventative medicine. I kind of said, well, <laughs> why don't we learn how not to get into overwhelm in the first place? Mm-hmm. I mean, not that we can do it all the time, but yeah. you know, just just to set ourselves up for success from the get-go. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I have to laugh when you said the self-help book. Um, cricket because I think <laughs> so many of us can relate to relate to that. You know, we've got all these tons of books in our um you know, on our shelves and, and uh um you know, things that uh programs that we've bought that we just ha- are not using. Um probably because um, you know, as you say it's 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 just not it doesn't work the way that we work. You know, it's not um it, it's set up to uh, focus on the probably on the way the, the person who actually created that program or wrote that book um, how it worked for them, but doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work for you. Right. That's what I'm hearing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I just want to relate to that because I, I have like tons of books that I haven't read for you know I haven't read and programs I've gotten sort of halfway through and have just left, you know, and it's, um, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with exactly what you've been talking about. Right, and it's so interesting because for, and I don't know how you respond to this, but for many of us, it's not that consciously we're looking and saying, oh, there's something I didn't do again, but it's like Mm -hmm. it's an underlying little nagging thing. It's like, you know, this underlying little sense of there's another program. Boy, I paid money for that and I haven't done it or I haven't finished it or or, you know, I really wanted to do this project. I had such good ideas, and I didn't finish it. Yeah, I know. And, I, and you know, I remember posting something on Facebook recently about the number of books that I have next to my bed. You know, that never used to be the case. I used to have one or two books next to my bed. Now I have ten, and, you know, I'm, I'm maybe a chapter or two into most of them, you know, and it, and it feels irritating, you know, that there's, there's a lack of completion Right. Around um, around it, so I, I totally get what you're saying there. It's that sort of nagging irritation or thorn in your side, you know, that you're constantly um, feeling underneath 
that it, it, sometimes you don't even recognize, you know, where that's coming from. Yeah. And, it's, and I know, think your also comment, with all the information. Sorry, go ahead, Cricket. I was going to say, your comment is so interesting, too, because you've got that stack of books. And I do remember seeing that post on Facebook. You've got that <laughs> stack of books, and, and your brain wants completion. Your mind wants completion. Yes. But your brain is also wanting stimulation. And so there's part of your brain going, eh, not now not stimulating me. Yeah. And so it's like that and that's where we get stuck. Yeah. That's where we get yeah. stuck is not understanding how we work, what's going to motivate us for where we are now because it's not always going to be the mm-hmm. same thing. You know right. what motivates right. you to read that book, going to bed to finish one book is not the same thing that's going to motivate you the next afternoon to do a different project. Right. Yeah. That's a good point, Cricket. Beautiful. And I think this is such an important conversation because we're in a space of um such information overload, aren't we, you know, in this oh, day and constant. age. And constant. so we really want to be very, very careful about how we're, where we're putting our attention and how, how we're doing it so that it really supports us um, to be able to move forward. I, I find so often there's that feeling, a sense of overwhelm and confusion because there's just so much going on. You know, I know that that's part of my, my personality too. Um, to you know, to be attracted to lots of different things, and it's being able to you know, um, it's being able to um, be really, very particular and selective about what you're doing and how you're doing it. So, I'm, I'm just delighted that we're having this conversation because I know how important it is. I think a lot of people are feeling the same way. Right, and my my goal was just in writing this book was really, you know, I, I'm not a neurologist, I'm not a neuropsychologist, you know, maybe I'll play one on TV or be one later in life, but was to really take some of the information that's out there and just kind of put it in general terms and just kind of start to peel back the layers, so to create awareness uh, Mm. so people can start really taking, you know, some simple ideas and some simple thoughts and actions and then seeing Mm -hmm. how they work for them and being able to start tweaking and and creating their own approach. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, very awesome. So, um, Cricket, you mentioned that there are five steps that you talk about in the book. Um, I'm amazed that there are only five steps. <laughs> Do you want to share about that? Well, so there, there, there are five big steps. But the, the, the um, yeah. initial draft of the book started out with five steps, and what we really realized in the process was that the first step was really so important that it was kind of like the foundation before the five steps. We've kind of pulled that out mm. now. And, and that's mm-hmm. what I call um, understanding your creative brain style. Mm. And it's, it's kind of the key to all the other pieces. And, and I'll, you know, in the book I refer back to it. I'm like, how does this fit mm-hmm. in here? And it's really just that's that piece of if you're going to try to focus, follow through, finish what you start, you're going to need to create a plan. You need to develop structures. You need to understand how you work. Yeah. You know, if you create a plan that that is, I'm going to sit in my office with blank walls and knock this out in four days. Yet you know that you mm-hmm. hate being in an office and you need music, and it, then it's not going to work, and you end up frustrated. So we yeah. decided that that this first section really should stand on its own. So it's broken out. We have the first section, which is kind of figuring yourself out, understanding how you work. And again, that's what I call the creative brain style. And from mm-hmm. there, we go into focus versus clarity. And that's something I know you talk about, um, as mm-hmm. well as um, 
setting goals, why setting goals doesn't work for most people, and then we go into planning, mm-hmm. and we go into follow-through, and boy, that's the biggie, and then we go into finishing. And throughout mm-hmm. there, of course, I've sprinkled too many things to do, bright, shiny object syndrome, those kinds of things that we're oh all familiar gosh. with. <laughs> so, yeah, it is yep. the tip of the iceberg. It is the, it is the, oh the tip of the iceberg, again, to, to start under so people can go, oh, that's why I do that. Instead of, darn, why did I do that again, and darn, or what other yeah. word they would choose to use and beat themselves up, it's, <laughs> oh, now I get it. Here's what I can change yeah. for next time. I think you bring up a, a really important point there, uh, Cricket, that, you know, so much of us in our time feeling confused about why we why we don't get things done and beating ourselves up about it. There's a lot of self-judgment that comes with that, but we have a better understanding of how we work as an individual, you know, it right. can be much more supportive, you know, to be able to feel empowered about what we're doing rather than, you know, wondering why, we, why we're just not moving forward. Well, and, and it's fascinating because it, as simple as some of this may sound to some people when we start talking about, you know, how, how is it you work and learn and process information, what mm-hmm. we forget as adults is that we don't consciously see that in our business, yet it affects how you market your business. It affects how you write mm-hmm. your newsletter. It affects everything you do. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. tend to kind of get so involved trying to get everything done and getting it out there that we forget about how to make it easier on ourselves. Right. Yeah. I'm all about easy. <laughs> Making things easier, that's for sure, because I think uh, we can definitely um, make life difficult for ourselves and, and um, right. you know, there are ways to to um, to shift that. And I, I'm just excited because I think your book um, is really going to help people to do that. So how did you... Um, you know, how did you um, gather the information? You know, what did what did you learn? Um, so, could, do you want to share more about that? About that? Well, about on a, out there. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it was kind of a hunch, and I was talking to someone, and they said, "Oh, you you know, you know your stuff," and I said, "I know, but you know, you you work with your selected group of people throughout the year." And for me personally, I don't work with hundreds of people at once. I don't have a hundred-person mm-hmm. group, so, so my groups mm-hmm. are small. So I, I actually sent out a survey and and just asked people things about how they worked, how how long they'd been in business, what type of business they had. But then I went into, you know, how do you like to work best? And, of course, I had more specific questions. Mm -hmm. And I actually asked people if they knew what their learning style was. And it was very interesting Mm -hmm. because a lot of people said they did, but then named a learning style that really kind of doesn't exist, which is fine. That's just their definition mm-hmm. of it. So, so, mm-hmm. it, so it yeah. was really, it was what, what it really taught me was that, that people really don't know or have an awareness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we looked at kind of the what's easy for you, what's the one thing you want taken off your plate, um, what's the thing mm-hmm. you struggle with. And quite, mm-hmm. quite honestly, what, the things that stood out the most were this follow-through and finish piece, no matter how long people had been in business. Well, and I have to add the too yeah. many ideas in there, but it was, it was kind of like the too many ideas lead to well, how do I follow through on any of them? And, and again, it didn't. I had people that had been in business one to two years, and people that had been in business of some sort for twenty to twenty-five years. Yeah. And wow. That th- those were big key pieces, and the overwhelm because I wanted to make sure that the the topics I was covering were things that were somewhat universally appealing in the business industry. Mm. And it's funny because a, a girlfriend of mine said, can't I just use this to plant my garden? 
And I said, absolutely. The steps, the, the steps we go through are, and that's, what's, that's what I mean when I say if you can't figure yourself out, it applies to everything you do in your life. The steps yeah. you go through in planning and working on your business are the same steps you go through in deciding what car to buy, are the same steps mm. you go through in how, house renovations. How often do you hear people start a house renovation and they're totally overwhelmed yeah. and they can't finish it, right? Yeah. And it, so really the steps can apply anywhere. Mm. Yeah, and I think you know it's interesting that you um, you know found that uh, the follow through piece was, was such an issue because um, you know, I think that 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 is a huge problem for a lot of um, creative, soul driven business owners out there because they right. tend to be very much idea people, don't they? Right. And then the and then the, the completion piece isn't always there. You know, they're, they're, they're great starters, but not completers. Right. Right. Yeah. So what is what is the creative brain style? Do you want to share a little bit more about that? Sure. Well, that's kind of a, a term I just kind of coined to wrap around it uh, for yeah. our creative and what I call innovative. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people, and really that's who our entrepreneurs are, right? There are risk takers, people who are going out you know, willing to do it on their own, and they have these ideas. And I started looking at the things that I saw that were kind of what I, like I said, foundational pieces. So the first and foremost thing, there's actually five parts to the creative brain style. could be a book on its own. Um, and the first and foremost is kind of what I've mentioned, is your learning and your processing style. Uh, learning and processing style really does not change. It as, as we grow as humans into adults and things, it develops, right? We get more cognitive abilities. Our brains develop. We know through all the buzzwords of neuroplasticity now that the brain, brain can keep making connections. Mm-hmm. Um, but what makes those connections easy to make? What makes things get into our memory so that we can work on them? Do you ever have the, the chance or the opportunity where you're listening to something and you're like, oh, I totally get that. That makes perfect sense. And like the next day you're like, mm-hmm. what? What was that? Mm. And it's not that yeah. you weren't listening, and it's not that you're, you know, incapable. It's that for many people, we do things in a format that doesn't work for us. So, for instance, for our listeners right now, this is perfect. If yeah. you're an auditory listener, an auditory learner, which those are very rare, mm-hmm. and I, I will preface this by saying typically we have more than one learning style, obviously, but we tend to have a dominant one. So if you're an mm-hmm. auditory listener, this is perfect for you. Right, mm-hmm. you, you might have some other things you're doing, but but you can really listen, and it really mm-hmm. gets into your working memory, so that the brain can process it and use the information going forward. If you're a mm-hmm. visual learner and you're listening right now, this might be a struggle for you. Those mm-hmm. things you can do visually are try to picture us talking. Um, if you've got you know, if you've got the picture from Louise, you can you maybe picture her face. You can actually uh, doodle. People think. Doodling is rude in a meeting. Doodling actually helps the brain stay focused when the primary mm. learning of learning is not available. So for visual wow. learners, you know, because they can see what they're doodling. And doodling, you'll notice, they tend to be kind of mindless little circles, little lines. They tend to go mm-hmm. in little signs. It's really a way to help the brain focus so that it can keep listening. Because if you're not mm. a dominantly you know, auditory person, it can be hard just to sit and listen and not let your mind wander. And it's a really funny process because it's like somewhere back in the brain, the brain says, I'm listening. It makes sense. This is easy to do. So it says, hey, while this side of the brain's listening, this other side's going to go do something else. And it kind of checks out. Mm-hmm. But it's not, a, it's not a conscious thing. 
It's not, wow. not something that says, oh, I'm just going to ignore this. You don't even realize that your mind has wandered. Mm. Um, so wow, so with learning style, you know, we're looking at are you a visual learner? If you're a visual learner, mm-hmm. you need to see what's in front of you. You need to see things. You might mind map. You might um, have whiteboards and post-it notes and things out in front of you to constantly look at. You might use colors to grab your eye. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Verbal processors like to just talk out their problems. So if they've got, mm-hmm. if they're stuck, if they're trying to maybe figure out a, a topic for a newsletter, if they're trying to figure out a, excuse me, a marketing strategy, they might talk through it out loud. It doesn't mean yeah. that they're attached to what they're saying, but that's how they're problem solving. They problem solve out loud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, again, an auditory learner is going to want to listen. What's interesting yeah. for auditory people is a lot of times when they're just reading something that's perfectly quiet. Mm-hmm. They need the sound. So I often encourage mm. auditory people to kind of read the words a little bit out loud, not as loud as you and I are speaking, but kind of mm. under their breath, but read them so that so mm-hmm. that there's actually a sound. It's not just you kind of in your own head. There's actually a sound coming mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. A lot of our entrepreneurs are kinesthetic and tactile learners, meaning they need mm-hmm. to move or they need to touch and feel things. So if you're somebody mm. that works with your hands a lot, you're tactile, so whenever you can touch and move things around. And, again, in a meeting, that can be as simple as just having a pen and feeling the pressure of writing with the pen. There, there's different ways. Mm-hmm. But learning these mm-hmm. little cues um, so that you know what to do to be successful. Uh, mm-hmm. We have cognitive and intuitive learners. Cognitive learners are very um, – you know, th- uh, factual. They like numbers and stats. Mm. They like things that are kind mm-hmm. of solid and proven. Um, and then you mix that with, co- with, actually, that's logical sensory. The cognitive intuition is they need to see the big picture. Mm-hmm. Like they want mm-hmm. for the purpose of, like if you say go do this, they're going to say why, and not to be rude, but they want to know how it plays yeah. in the picture. Yeah. Um, wow, so that's the most important thing is this learning style piece. And then makes me think of, with, sorry, it, it makes me think of kids and how parents focus on on um, you know, parenting children. And if you've got a cognitive child who needs to understand what is, they're being told, it's, um, it, it doesn't work if you have a parent who's saying, you know, um, you know, just do it. And it, it, it's kind of interesting because I think a lot of parents think that they can parent their children all the same way. And, and it just—it it just, um, it's just kind of making me realize as we're talking that uh, you know this this shows up in so many different areas of life, doesn't it? You know that um, it shows up everywhere. It, it re- yeah. really a lot of a lot of things I talk about when it comes to learning style and processing style is for all of us to think back to when we were being educated, whatever mm. it was for you. Yeah. Um, you know, you even kind of commented on my CTI training and. One of the reasons mm-hmm. I took that course was because it was in person. I do not mm-hmm. do well with online distance learning. Um, now with cameras, mm-hmm. I might. I need that mm-hmm. visual piece. I need to be fully embodied in the moment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Self-paced learning is not my friend, and I know that about myself. And people mm-hmm. can get this part. I get asked all the time, do I have an assessment? Do I give an assessment? Yes, I can, mm-hmm. and I don't need to. I'm, I'm not one who just does it for the heck of it. When people really yes. want it, I'll do it. But the thing is, we can all look back and look at how did we do best? Where were we most successful? What 
classroom style? Did, do we like group projects? Do we like individual mm-hmm. work? Do we like to speak in the class? Do we like to write essays? You know, there's all mm-hmm. little tricks and things to look at. Uh, even now mm-hmm. with Kindles and pads, do you still prefer reading books in your hand, hardback books, or do you mm-hmm. prefer them on a on a Kindle or on your iPad? And even further, what I find so interesting is, and I get this from a lot of people, not from everyone, but it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to hear the, the listeners' feedback is, when it comes to reading, mm-hmm. what can you and can you not read on a Kindle or an iPad? So a lot of people, mm-hmm. a magazine on a computer screen doesn't do it for them because it loses the color and it loses some of the pop for our visual people yeah. and our tactile people like to touch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some people, like even i give myself as an example, beach read, easy fiction read, I'm great on my iPad. You give mm-hmm. me a strategic or business book or like cognitive behavioral therapy book on my mm-hmm. iPad, I can't do it. It just mm. doesn't, it doesn't. And yes, you can highlight on a Kindle, but I it doesn't give me the tactile physical of hi, actually highlighting yes. the passage with my hand. Uh-huh. And so, you know, you, you can take your learning style even down to how does it adjust for different things under one umbrella? Mm-hmm. So how does it adjust for reading? Can we mm-hmm. still prefer books like you can read some on a Kindle and some not on a Kindle? Mm-hmm. Wow, it's it's really interesting, isn't it? How it really affects everything. It so affects everything. Awareness is, is so powerful. So, um, Rick, is it knowing our creative brain style? Is that is that all we need? No, and and actually, like I said, that's just the foundation. That's what we refer yeah. to when we start getting into this stuff. So, so there's a few other parts. I won't go into all of them because it would take us a five-hour no. interview. But you know, <laughs> beliefs, beliefs and fears are important as part of your style. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. behaviors, how often do we say we believe something but our behavior tells us the exact opposite? Or how mm-hmm. often do we say, oh, I really want to be in business for myself. I really want to make, you know, $1,000 next week, but we don't do anything to make it. So, you mm-hmm. know, how your behavior, so so you start to learn what's the behavior mm-hmm. I need, what's the behavior I do, uh, as well as environment. So those are the pieces yeah. that, that people can learn more about. So once you know all that, yes. Once you know all that, you have to actually get into figuring out what it is you're going to do, what your idea is, what your and your idea might be for your business, and or your idea might just mm-hmm. be for you have a specific idea to do within your business or within your life, and you want to get started. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one of my I found this so interesting. One of the questions I asked several entrepreneurs was, you know, what are the top th- three things you struggled with? And the top two always, but not necessarily in order, were clarity and focus, or focus and clarity. Mm-hmm. And I would hear all the time, mm-hmm. if I could just focus, I could get clear. Yeah. And what I started to realize is, is the the terms are used interchangeably, and they're really not. They're they're actually mm-hmm. very different. And mm-hmm. the only reason that's important is because again, it stops people from beating themselves up for not being able to focus. Mm-hmm. So there's understanding mm-hmm. what it is you're supposed to be doing, and then there's some you know physical and neurological ways to get your brain to focus. But the first part is just understanding that if you do not have clarity on what you are yeah. doing, you will not yeah. be able to focus. Right. <laughs> you will actually focus on not being clear. Like you'll focus on the negative. And, and yeah. a, you know, a really simple way to put this is if you go to our fairy tales, right, You go to, and I mm-hmm. just thought this was so easy, you go to um, you know, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. 
So she's mm-hmm. got a crystal ball, right? Crystal mm-hmm. clear. We've got all those terms we've kind of grown up with. It's crystal clear. You know, it's mm-hmm. you see right through it. It's you know, great picture, and we get the sense that if something's crystal clear, we know what to do. But yeah. you, can, you can focus on something all you want. So imagine the crystal ball is covered in dust and soot and dirt. <laughs> you can focus yeah. on it all day long, and you will not be clear on your message because you will not be able to see through. So, so you have yeah. to get the message first. Yeah. So, you well, know, focus you is know, the act of – go ahead. Being the key security coach and key security radio, I am so on – on this with you, I, I, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the, you know, it's the foundation of everything, isn't it? To be able to move forward, is that is. ability to be to to get clarity and and um, I think that's what we're all looking for as well. Because when we have that sense of clarity, it gives us such a sense of relief and freedom to move forward in a in a clear way. It does, and and I love what you just said about moving forward because I think that's another piece that we where we get caught is, that aside from the if I could just focus, I would get clear, is mm. a lot of times when we're not clear on what we do next, you have to take action to get clear sometimes. Yeah, It's not about sitting That's and true. just waiting for, now for some people it does. They sit and wait and the powers that be tell them what to do and that's great. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for most of us, we have to actually, if we're really unclear on what our next step is, that's fine because you actually have knowledge at this point. You have knowledge that you're unclear on what the next step might be. And you might have to actually take action to get that clarity. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think sometimes people are almost afraid of taking that action if they don't think it goes in the right direction. Yeah. I, you know, it's, what is I think it's, is it Stephen Pressfield? I can't remember who says it, but you cannot, no, it may not be him. You cannot course correct while standing still. <laughs> That's great. I love that. So, you know, for everybody yeah. who's, oh, I'm going I'm to wait until I'm clear, mm. you could be waiting forever. So. Yeah, you're so right. It reminds me of my clients when I'm working with them around um, creating a niche for their, their business. And, and, you know, when you are starting out, you know, a lot of the coaching schools will say to you, you know, um, just get out there and coach. Part of that is true because if you don't have a sense of what your focus is going to be focusing in on, it's hard to know where to start, you know. So it's having right. it's ha- it's having those threads to be able to pull on to to give you a, a sense of direction. Um, and experience does that. So yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Um, I love that you said that because in my in in this chapter yeah. about focus and clarity, we talk about what get what what gets in the way of focus. Part of its mm-hmm. environment is knowing how you focus. Do you need noise? Do you need um, quiet? Mm-hmm. You need to be around people. You know, how do you work best plays mm-hmm. into that. Um, mm-hmm. And the other piece that comes up is, well, I can't focus because I've got too many ideas. I don't know which one to take action on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I actually use, and I love that you just said this, because I use this about finding your golden thread. Mm. Yeah. And, and I, I am a it. firm believer. So for all you people listening that say I have a zillion ideas and I don't know what to do with them, uh, hats off to you. That's where you want to be. It's better than no ideas at all. Always, always, always. Mm. Too many ideas are never, ever a bad thing. It's just mm-hmm. about what you do with them. Right. Yeah. You know, ideas are what move this world. Can you imagine if Steve Jobs had no ideas at all? Right? <laughs> I mean, really, we think, mm-hmm. we think about, and I think we've almost learned that, oh, if we have too many ideas and if we pop around from thought to thought to thought, mm-hmm. that it's a bad thing. 
But it's mm. quite honestly what moves this world forward. So I do. I talk about yeah. just what you said, the threads. I talk about finding golden thread. What's the common mm. theme or thing in everything you've been interested or done? And there is always one. And if you take all those ideas you have and you just put them yeah. in a box, that lets your brain mm-hmm. say, okay, I won't forget it, right? You just you just write yeah. it down. And at some point in time, you go back through them and you start looking for what's the co- – are they all about service? Are they all about business? Are they all mm. about – what is the common thing that they're all about? And that tells that person kind of what their mission and purpose is. Mm, that's interesting. I like the way you you do that, um, uh, Cricket. That's an interesting way to um, create that, that clarity um, around where you want to focus. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's beautiful. So um, you talked about too many ideas. I'm guessing that's that's a, a way. That's one thing that's in the way of 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 focus. Um, what else do you find pops up as a, as ways that get in, you know things that get in the way of focus? Well, there, there's the physical things that get in the way of focus, which goes back mm-hmm. to that foundation piece: not setting yourself up to do the work the way you need to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I have a, a friend who. Uh, can write, is a wonderful marketer and writer, but all the creative writing is done out at a coffee shop. And all the, like maybe mm-hmm. sales pages, is done in her office. So it's mm-hmm. part of your focus is some people need music, some people need quiet, some people need mm-hmm. a certain kind of light. Um, and really, fundamentally, have you eaten? Like your brain needs proof. Mm. And entrepreneurs forget to take care of themselves. <laughs> they do. You know, it's amazing it to me how many people who are listening to this show are people who are caring for others in some way, whether it's through coaching or healing, and uh, you know, forget to take care of themselves. So I love that you bring that up. Yeah, because really, it's just it's, we're talking about protein and fuel for the brain, right? So if you're not giving mm. the brain what it needs, it's like it's like not putting gasoline in your car and expecting it to keep yeah. going. So there's some yeah. basic physical set up environmental things, internal environment, food, protein, sleep. Um, stress, mm. things like that. Um, then um, what I call, with the golden thread, I call that my idea box, is just being able to mm-hmm. get that out of your head so that you don't worry about it, that you don't worry about forgetting it, that you don't. Mm. Sometimes our best ideas come when our brain is just kind of rocking and rolling, like you're brainstorming, and things just start popping, and you just start jotting yeah. it down, and you set them aside because mm-hmm. you know they're there. You don't have to worry about it. You can come back to it. Yeah, there's um, something I'd about that, getting them out of your head on paper and, Yep. Um, putting putting them somewhere knowing that it's not that you're saying no to them, it's just that you're saying not yet. Right. It, that's a huge one. But you find, Cricket, that a lot of people get caught up in um, uh, finding it hard to let go and focus on one thing because they're worried that um, they won't be able to do the other thing yep. that they want to do. But it's really about just the, it's about timing more right. than it's anything about, else. And, and I think uh, a lot of creative people struggle with this because they don't yeah. want to lose that. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, the other thing that I think everybody kind of makes fun of um, is the bright, shiny object syndrome. Mm. And I separate that out from too many ideas because too many ideas is, like I said, it's too many ideas is a, is a really, it's, it's a great problem to have, right? Mm. It's like, again, it's better yeah. than none at all. Uh, mm-hmm. But bright, shiny object is, I, I kind of joked, um, and I think I tell this story in the book, is it's like, it's like you're 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 working away at something, and you're actually kind of in it, right? You have maybe got your mm. focus on. You're working maybe on newsletter sales page, maybe some mm-hmm. kind of maybe you're setting up some stuff for a client, and and 
for those of you who have your little dinger on for your email or Facebook, it pops and and you mm-hmm. see an email. And I think in the thing I was talking about, it was like a, an email from Nordstrom's popped in with party dresses. And I was immediately like, oh, wait, my friend's daughter, and she's actually getting married tomorrow, so this is a real story that's in the book. Oh, wait, she's getting married tomorrow. You know, she's getting married. I need a dress for the wedding. And before I know it, like 30, 45 minutes is gone. I've got a couple of favorites, and I've gone off. Something distracted mm-hmm. me that had nothing to do. It wasn't too many ideas. Uh, for yeah. some people, it's they've got a window, and they're like, you know, oh, the sun's out. Oh, that robin is so pretty. And then they're like, oh, I'd rather go outside. Oh, I'm cold. Let me go outside. And, like it just completely pulls them out yeah. of where they are, but it's not because of too many ideas. For some people it is, you know, mm. oh, look at the shiny object in the sky. If you're at a yeah. conference, sometimes you can get distracted by the designs on the walls. It's what yeah. is around you. That it, and it's never something, I, I joke about this, it's never the laundry. It's mm. never something that is boring. It's something that stimulates the brain and catches its attention. It's like being a child, right? It's the lollipop. Yeah. It's something that stimulates you. And it happens so quickly that you're almost mm. not aware of it. Yeah. Uh, of course, yeah. The, the challenge here, and this is what's really interesting, is, is and, and for those of you listening, think about this, because you're going to say, oh, I can do that, and then I'm going to test you to do it. You know. <laughs> There, there are software applications out there. Um, I can't remember it's called Block Me or something. My, my kids know all these. But you can actually set it up to where you cannot surf the Internet or you cannot do anything else for like two hours. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And it, it's no different than you tell people, it. It, it, tell people, leave your cell phone at home for the day. Oh, no, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's really how, how attached we have become now, I think cell phones, when you have aging parents or children and you know they're contacting you, is a little bit harder. But the other thing I notice mm-hmm. with people is watch how many people, and a lot of these people are people pleasers, which doesn't necessarily always support them in business, can't mm. ignore a phone call if it's at the wrong time. Yeah. There's this yeah. concept of I have to answer it. And I have yeah. actually learned on my end that sometimes if I answer a call and I don't really have time to talk to the person, the other person thinks I'm rude. So it's actually easier mm. for me to let the call go to voicemail, call them back when I have enough time to listen and hear them out and have that nice mm. conversation. But but it's the concept we go through now, as you mentioned in the beginning, we're bombarded with information. Yeah. And it's yeah. about it's about those those little you know, you've got mail. You know, it's those little distractions mm. that completely pull us out and, yeah. and and out of where we are. And then it's hard for us to get back. Yeah. Right? Hard and to get that you find as well, cricket, that, yeah, don't you find that part of the bright, shiny object is uh, has a lot to do with fear? You know, like it's fear of not not answering something in time. It's the fear of upsetting someone if you don't answer a phone. It's the fear I of find it that missing way. out on something. Yeah, I, th- I think the, from the phone concept and like maybe Facebook, it's kind of a fear of missing out. Um, yes. For if, if you're if you're really you know, it's funny because it does play into procrastination, definitely. Mm-hmm, the question mm-hmm. is, is are you actively searching for something, meaning, mm-hmm. oh, I'll do that in a minute, I'm going to answer this email first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, oh, I'll get to that in a second and you're putting it off. Or are you, mm-hmm. or are you? it's kind of an awareness factor, really. A yes, lot of times yes. with a bright, funny object, you're not aware. It's something that, that catches your eye or catches your brain so quickly that it yes. pulls you away and it's not a conscious thing. Now, that said, procrastination is not always a conscious thing. And right. it can be a form of procrastination, absolutely. 
Um, and again, our, our goal really here is once we start creating awareness around these things, it allows people to step back and figure it out and to say, mm-hmm. you know, was I really, was I, am I really procrastinating? Was it really a bright, shiny object? Or am I really avoiding? And, and sometimes it's really powerful to say, heck, yeah, I'm avoiding. I just don't want to do this. But then you know. Okay. Your knowledge is so much more powerful than, than feeling bad about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, I, I know we've got so much to talk about here, um, Cricket, but I think um, what would be really awesome um, is for us to um, talk about, because we've got 10 minutes left before we the show wraps up. So um, I think, first of all, it would be really cool for you to share with the listeners um, you know, how they can learn more from you, um, I know you've got a couple of special guests that you want to share with the audience today. Um, do you want to just share a little bit about that before we um, dive into the last point that I know that you want to share before we before we wrap up, Cricket? Sure, absolutely. So today, for our, our and whenever people are listening, they can go to my website, which is bright b r i g h t outside the box dot com. So brightoutsidethebox.com and do forward slash gifts with an S, G-I-F-T-S. And there's an opportunity there to sign up for my newsletter to get some tips and things that will come out, a lot of it from the book. But there's also in there um, an audio download of one of the sections of the book that's called Improving Your Edge. And it's about understanding what Mm. to do when you're up against a wall, up against a hard place, when you feel like you're on the edge and you don't know what to do. Mm. Um, Below that is is um, gift number three, which is the opportunity to apply for a strategy session if you want to learn more about this work and how it affects you. What I would really mm-hmm. like to do there is whether you fill that out or you just go to the contact me form on the website, for our listeners, if they will just fill out the strategy session form or go to contact, they don't want to fill out a strategy session form, that is absolutely okay. Go to contact me. Mm-hmm. And in the information, put in keys to clarity, and that will get our listeners on a list to be the first ones to know when the book comes out and to get a special deal and an offer if they're interested for a discount on the on the we're going to do kind of a, a class for this because I'm a huge believer in accountability uh, mm. and and they'll have first chance and of course they'll have a completely special rate just to themselves it won't go out to the rest and I want Fabulous. them to have that special opportunity so it's brightoutsidethebox.com forward slash gifts. G-I-F-T-S, uh, mentioned keys to clarity. Beautiful, beautiful. That's great, Cricket. And, and um, I'm sure that uh, those are listening who find this topic to be really um, useful for them will, will enjoy um, reading that um, Improving Your Edge talk. Um, it, so that's an audio, is it? Is it that's an audio. It's, actual, it's an audio. Um, do they have access to the chapter itself or... Is it just the audio? No, this is this is actually where the chapter came from. It's it's the, ah. the book is actually a compilation of several talks I've given over the years and like what I've learned and wow. And um, okay, again, learning style. I can write a speech easier than I can write a book. So I write a lot yeah. of things and, and do things in reverse. <laughs> well, that's fabulous. So um, improving your edge um, that sounds really interesting. I'm sure that uh, many people are going to be interested in. in uh, tapping into that and, and also then, you know, just to share the keys to clarity um, with you will give folks a chance 
to hear about the book when it's ready and, and all those wonderful things. So that's just great. Um, and um, I'll, I'm just going to give a short link to Cricket's website as well. Just if their folks um, can hear what I'm saying with the link, I know sometimes it's hard to hear. Um, but if you use that instead, it just gives me a chance to see how many people are actually um, clicking through from the show. It just It's really helpful for me just to know what the stats are from the show. So the link that I've got here is budurl.com, B-U-D-U-R-L.com, forward slash cricket. Yes. Oh, that's great. Yeah, budurl.com forward slash cricket. Yes. This gives me an insight into how well we're doing things here. Yeah, so Cricket, if you were, you know, if you were to share something that you felt you really wanted us to know before we wrap up today, we've got um, seven minutes left. Um, in fact, I've probably got more like five minutes left. What would you, what would you really like folks to know? We, I mean, there's so much we could talk about goal setting, you know, planning, you know, the follow through. <laughs> what would you feel would be most beneficial for um, you know, to help them cross the finish line their way today? So I would say, uh, and I'll do this quickly, is understanding why you procrastinate. The number one mm. thing about follow-through is good intentions that never happen, and it's about procrastination. So mm. I've kind of defined procrastination. I call it the five Ps. Um, and I'm going to go the through what? With the five Ps, just five capital, okay. number five capital Ps, and I'll go through these uh, quickly, and if anyone wants to ask or write in, I can answer questions. Um, There's general procrastination, which is like, I just don't want to do it. It's like, I don't feel like mowing the yard today. I don't feel like cleaning house today. I just don't want to do it. I have no attachment. Where it gets interesting, and this is where people are really going to have the most growth, is when they own up to what and why they're really doing, is perfectionism, right? We all know somebody that's a perfectionist, and a perfectionist, you know, has to have it right, doesn't take action a lot of times until they think it can be right or doesn't know how to mm-hmm. stop taking action because it's never good enough. Mm-hmm. And and that's really an underlying fear of never being good enough. Somewhere growing yes. up they've adopted a belief around things not being good enough. Uh, the mm-hmm. second one is a problem finder. They always mm-hmm. find a way that this won't work. It can't work. They use a lot. They start out with a negative place, and they're not even always aware of it. Yes. And if they do yes. get a plan, they knock out the plan. Oh, that won't work either because of this. Like there's always a reason it's not good enough, but it's a different kind of not good enough. It's mm-hmm. like this won't work, mm-hmm. this won't work, this won't work. Um, mm-hmm. The third type of procrastinator is paralysis by analysis. It's somebody who needs mm-hmm. to have the full picture and know all the details. You know, if they could get a million opinions before making a decision, they will. And in, in that case, they, yeah. they don't make a decision. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, that was the fourth one. The last one is what I call penalty phase. And these are those people who wait to the last minute. And they say, mm-hmm. oh, I work better that way. And what happens <laughs> is, is your, your adrenaline is kicking up um, the chemicals in your brain, your endorphins running in your brain to make you work better. And you can actually retrain yourself to not be so stressed. So I, I, think, I think my and husband I think about, and I would both benefit from that one. <laughs> and a lot of that is really, that, that's, the reason that, per, that is such an important piece is because there's so much inner work in there of really facing what am I afraid of, am I afraid that this won't be right, what is it I'm really looking for, why does it have to be perfect, what does it say about me. There's a mm-hmm. lot of inner work there. And when people oh are willing to do that, they move yeah. forward better. 
Yeah, that's powerful, really powerful. My husband and I both um, suffer from the, the getting it done in the last at the last uh, um, you know stage of the game, so, <laughs> and it creates a lot of stress, you know. And, and does, my husband does. constantly saying to me, "I'd really just like to get this done sooner and 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 not be under so much stress." And I know that I would do a better job if I was, you know. Um, had more more time to play with, you know, because I think he puts himself under so much pressure. But it's, uh, it's really interesting. We all have we all have these different things that play in. So I've got clients who, you know, that um, need to have all their ducks in a row kind of a thing, you know, that procrastination right. piece, that needing to have things perfect. So I, I, it makes so much sense what you're saying here. And um, you want to balance that ducks in a row with are they one of those, um, cognitive or you know intuitive learners who needs to see the whole picture. Like how yeah. can we balance yeah. those two together? Mhm, mhm. Yeah, that's really great, really great advice. Beautiful. Well, this has been so um, insightful. Okay, and I know we've really scratched the surface. You know, this is uh, really interesting um, information, and and it, it just shows you how much um, of this is also about our mindset and and. You know, how we've been, how we're wired, and and um, the inner work that also happens with the the outer work that we're trying to create in our lives and businesses. So right, I'm really thrilled that we've been talking about this, and I want to encourage everyone to go to Cricket site um, outside the box dot com forward slash gifts, or rather go through budurl.com um, forward slash um, what did I say? Uh, I think it was yeah. Uh, cricket gifts, yeah, at url.com forward slash cricket gifts. And um, get onto her email list so that you can hear about um, when that book, ca- book comes out and make sure that you uh, send a note to her with keys to clarity and so, so you'll definitely get the heads up and, and um, some tips and things that come out from, from the book too. I'm sure that you'll be doing lots of different things there, uh, Cricket. So beautiful. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it, and I know that our listeners um, do too, Cricket, so thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. I so enjoyed it. And best of luck with your uh, with your launch. Thank you. Thank you. It will be soon. Yeah, awesome. Well, I just want to say thank you to everyone listening today, and um, I just want to let everyone know there will be another uh, radio show coming up in December. Um, in um, just a few weeks' time. So keep an eye out for things um, coming through your email. And uh, if you do want updates, make sure, be sure to go to keystoclarity.com and you can sign up there. I have a gift on, on my homepage there too, so feel free to um, take advantage of that. And um, you know, keep an eye out then for an email that will come through. I also share it in my newsletter about what's coming up on the radio show too and there's always really interesting topics and guests coming on the show um, the other thing I want to let you know about which is so in keeping with what we've been talking about today is I mentioned my 21 days of inspired action um, uh, you know program that I run which I really it's almost I always gift it to the, the people who come into that because it's 21 days for $21 and it's really just an opening to for me to get to know you and also for you to get support and accountability around what you're doing, but to do it in a way that looks at all these pieces that we've been talking about today 
I know Cricket's uh, way more um, in-depth with, with this piece, but we really do look at the, the inner workings of what's stopping you and you know, what could help you to move forward, and I deliver tips every day to help you to do that. And um, our next program is going to be um, in January, starting on the, let me see, starting on the 7th of January. And, you know, when you get to January and New Year, you'll have a goal in mind that you really want to step into. It's just such a beautiful way just to focus your attention on one specific thing and just do that for 21 days and get into the habit of doing it and get the support and camaraderie of people who are in the group. And um, the price is actually going up in January. So, you know, if you want to take advantage and, and secure your seat for the January program at $21, you're welcome to do that. It'll be available at $21 until um, the new year. And uh, you can go to 21daysofinspiredaction.com. It's the number 21. So 21daysofinspiredaction.com. And um, sign up there. At the moment, you'll see November date. But if you just sign up, you'll get, uh, you'll get um, put into the January program because the, the, the November program is well on its way already. So do that to book your seat, and I'd love to see you in there. And uh, I think that's pretty much it today. So have a fabulous day. I hope you are now able to um, have more clarity around, even around your creative learning style, and uh, start applying um, some of the things that you talk, we've talked about today to your own life, and um, perhaps not be so hard on yourself now that. Uh, you realize that certain things might be getting in the way that you had no idea about. All right. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a beautiful rest of your week and talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.